We are joined on the line by UNICEF representative in Lesotho, Anurita Baines. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Ms. Baines, firstly, um, what do these statistics actually uh, uh, tell us and, and, and who puts them together? How are they put together? And as far as highlighting the plight of children, um, how does South Africa factor in all of this? It's, it's an ongoing rigorous process uh, where the UN works closely with governments and ministries of health to track the data every year. I think we're very fortunate in HIV that we do have a lot of good data um, particularly in southern Africa. As you said, I'm in Lesotho. I'm in South Africa right now, uh, which is home to the, the largest global um, epidemic of HIV-AIDS and also home to the largest treatment response um, of HIV-AIDS. So we are really trying to bring attention this year on World AIDS Day uh, to the, the gaps that children and adolescents face in terms of the, having access to testing, treatment and really getting the care they need if they're living with HIV. Um, it's, it's not an easy time. The world is focused on another pandemic, but, uh, but we, still haven't, um, we still haven't ended AIDS, and so we really want to, to make sure that we bring attention to the situation for children and adolescents. And um, focusing on the vulnerability of children, can you just speak to us about uh, some of the challenges that children face in accessing services uh, regarding HIV and AIDS? Well, we know that in South Africa and Southern Africa, we've made tremendous progress in reducing transmission of HIV from pregnant women living with HIV to their children. So that is really a good news story. So fewer and fewer children are born with HIV and are not exposed to HIV um, uh, during pregnancy. Um, That said, we still know that some children uh, are exposed and, and they're not diagnosed when they're born with HIV, so we have a gap to getting, in terms of getting them on treatment. And then we also know that adolescents um, are, are not tested in the same numbers as adults and, and are, are also living with HIV and need access to treatment. In South Africa, for example, almost half a million children and adolescents are living with HIV. But we know that there is a treatment gap, so we see Almost 75% of adults living with HIV in South Africa have access to antiretroviral treatment. It's really tremendous scale-up and a tremendous effort, um, and all credit to the government of South Africa for their leadership in this. But children who are living with HIV, um, not, not even 50% of those children living with HIV have access to treatment. So that's really the, the inequity we want to highlight, and that's where we see the gap. Mm. Oh, highlighting it. And, and what do you think needs to be done in order to change or address these challenges? Well, first of all, we need to make sure uh, we're looking at the data and understanding what the situation is. Once we have that information, then we can um, allocate resources to what needs to be done and we can really drive our response. I think one of the most um, uh, one of the great things about the HIV response in Eastern Southern Africa is that we have seen a lot of progress. We've seen programs evolving and meeting the needs of adolescents and children and adults, um, and, and we need to keep evolving. So we know that adolescents, for example, need more particular, more specialized care than, than adults. So in Lesotho, for example, we do a lot of work with adolescent girls and young women. Um, they need a lot of peer support, a lot of engagement. Of course, we had to adapt during COVID and lockdown where we couldn't bring them together. Um, it was quite a strict lockdown. 
in uh, in 2020 in Lesotho as it was, I know, in South Africa. But we really tried to modify and and do health checks through using their mobile phones, reaching out to them, pivoting to more um, digital ways uh, of reaching them, and really working with the community to reach them. These are young people who need, um, you know, not only the treatment, not only the medicine, but they also need the peer support. They need the psychosocial support um, that they get from, from their peers, not necessarily from a nurse or from an adult or from their caregiver. Um, so trying to create an environment and programs that respond to those needs. So, I, I, you know, I really feel we know what to do. And once we know what the situation is, we'll be able to better target um, and tailor our response to them. And then, Ms. Baines, just finally, what message would you like to get out there as we approach World AIDS Day? Our message from UNICEF is that ending AIDS is possible, that we are off track, unfortunately, but we can get back on track. It's an epidemic and a response that has really shown what can be possible when communities and governments come together. Um, And I think there are many lessons to learn from the HIV response um, in the COVID response now. Um, And we really do feel that if we further focus and accelerate, we will be able to end AIDS among children and adolescents. Oh, thank you so much for your time, uh, Anurita Baines, who is the UNICEF representative uh, in Lesotho.